What's going on, Javi Lavi? It's your boy, Javier Javier. would like to go ahead and say Happy New Year's to each and every single one of you. I uh, know it's not New Year as of the moment that I'm recording this, but I know it will be soon, and I hope that many of you are ready for what's coming and where it's all going to end up, because the last two years has been a little difficult, not just because of COVID, but there's been a lot of changes in the world a lot of very impactful moments that I'm pretty sure we can all like count on both of our hands and still need more fingers. So I just want to say that I hope many of you are going into the new year with your minds focused and with your hopes high, with the anticipation and the hopes of having a better year than 2022 was. I had a pretty good year for the most part. Um, so I'm just looking to improve myself, to be better, and to come out on the other end a better me, a better content creator, and a better person overall. So I would like to thank each and every last one of you who watches the show, who listens to the podcast, who supports me on Patreon or a member of my YouTube channel. I would just like to take the time to thank each and every single one of you personally for your contribution, your time, your energy, and your uh, just your love and compassion for the openness of ideas and the different nuances in which we discuss on the show. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Now, today I wanted to discuss the red pill situation and not necessarily discuss the whole manosphere, but to necessarily give my two cents on the whole topic. And the reason that I'm deciding to touch on this is because for for at least the past three to four months, I've been constantly bombarded with different videos or different, different content focused on the manosphere and the red pill conversations that's going on. I see them on YouTube. I see podcasters talking about it. I see figures who've risen up and taken focus on the national stage like Andrew Tate, a guy named Sneeko, uh, Abba and Preach, and different people who are actually, you know, trying to address the the dating situation we find ourselves in in America. Not only the dating situation, but the differences between men and women. And I have my thoughts on these things, but it was never something that I cared too much about to put my two cents on. So I tried as much as I could to veer away from it. I've touched on it maybe two or three times in the past few months, and it was never really something that I wanted to dive deep into. But as time has gone on, I figured I would give my thoughts on it and let you decide for yourself. But the reason I was hesitant to touch on it, mainly because I'm a married man, and being married, you necessarily don't have the same problems as somebody who's single, maybe 19, 18 21 years old, trying to find a mate, trying to find somebody to spend the rest of their life with, or trying to find somebody to date short-term, long-term. So I didn't necessarily want to be the guy who's like, well, I got mine and why don't you have yours? But I figured I can come from a unique perspective and try to break down, you know, some of the thoughts I have on a lot of the manosphere claims or the advice that I've seen given on the internet and some of the problems that men and women are facing and why they're facing the problems that they're facing, right? 
I do not endorse the idea that you have to have a six-figure income, that you have to have a Bugatti, that you have to have a Ferrari or anything expensive in order to find a mate as a man. There are many men who do not have those things, who have found happy relationships. There are many men who have those things, who have not found a happy relationship. What is it that is essential for a man to present himself in the world where there are so many women who don't necessarily find the dating pool of men to be appealing or attractive? Okay, I would argue the first thing that we must focus on is I don't think online dating is for everyone. Online dating may be for a very small minority group of people, and it determines exactly how you perceive dating. For some people, and this small group of people for who it works for, is mostly in women's favor. Women are the ones who get majority of the suitors and the majority of the pick, not only on online dating, but in the real world as well. So there is an excess of men who are trying to woo and trying to stand above the rest of the other men to the same women. I've always been of the mindset that going out and getting involved in your community, maybe finding a hobby or some kind of work outlet or school outlet where you can engage and interact with women on a personal level before you decide that you want to date them. Allow a woman to see you for who you are and get comfortable with your presence and to know what type of person um, you have, what like what type of person you are, what kind of values you have. And, you know, then make your move and say, hey, would you like to go out for coffee? Would you like to go on a date? Or would you like to go see a movie? Usually I presume that those are the best type of interaction that you're going to get. And it makes it easier for you to actually find a partner. Now, because we live in the day and age of the internet, there are so many people who spend a lot of their time trying to find dates on the internet. Not only that, but a lot of people spend a large percentage of their time scrolling through their phones on social media or texting and talking and just being distracted. Um, And it doesn't necessarily make you prepare to go out into the dating market and present yourself in, in a fashion that's going to, you know, increase your level of success. So I would say that the main thing, if you're somebody who's single and you you want to date, but you haven't been lucky enough, I would say get out into the real world and attempt to, you know, meet people in the flesh, in the real world. You know, that's what I would argue. I would also say that if you haven't seen a lot of success in the dating pool, it's very important that you focus on what it is that you can improve about yourself. The first thing that you want to focus on is what type of women are you looking for? What type of man are you looking for? And the reason I would say that is because depending on the type of person you're trying to get in a relationship with is going to determine what type of person they're looking for. How would you present yourself to somebody? Now, if you're somebody who's into goth, for example, then you probably want to find somebody who's interested in some of the things that you're interested in. Or let's say you're not interested in golf, but you would like to date somebody who's into golf. Then what type of partner would that person want to be with? 
Now, I'm nowhere near saying that you should fake the funk and be somebody you're not. But if there is something that you can improve upon that'll help get you the mate that you're looking for, you should definitely, definitely work on it, right? It's nothing wrong with going to the gym. It's nothing wrong with working out, making sure your stat statue is, you know, up to par. There's nothing wrong with a little weight, but don't get carried away with it. Um, there are some women who like bigger guys. There are some women who like built guys. There are some women who like short guys, tall guys, etc. What type of women are you trying to attract? Now, I would also argue that um, not every woman is worth your time. Not every man is worth your time. Um, and I'm mainly speaking to guys on this for the most part, but there's some nuggets of truth here as women can see for themselves. And the reason that I'm taking this route is because before I got married, um, I was very successful in dating, um, at least in the the market that I was in. Um, I never really had a problem like having a girlfriend or finding somebody to, to date or to, you know, have encounters with. So that was never something that I struggled with. But as I pay more and more attention, there are more and more men who are uh, feeling like left out and feeling like they can't find a proper mate. So um, it has to be addressed. Uh, I don't want to bring tox like toxic um, energy to the conversation. I'm not somebody who subscribes to toxic masculinity. There are good people. There are bad people. Sometimes good people give bad advice. Sometimes bad people give good advice and vice versa. And I don't ever want to pretend as if there are certain characteristics and behaviors that are necessarily always toxic because some of those behaviors are very good depending on the circumstance in which they can be used. Um, but I would say that dating has to be well thought out. You can't just wander your way throughout the world and just expect for everything you want to just fall into your lap. Maybe it happens for some people, but not most people. That is not the average person's experience. So I would say that we have to, for one, stop. If you're somebody who's looking to these red pillars or these people who are like supposed to be macho men that's going to just break down how to get a woman, I don't think that's necessarily going to help you. And the reason I think that that's not necessarily going to help you is because everybody's a unique individual. Now, we have averages and we can generalize based on statistics, like what the average man wants, what the average woman wants, what are the most problems that most men are dealing with and what most women are dealing with. We can look at that, right? But when it comes to your dating style or what you need to improve on, that's going to be personal for you. What you desire in a woman, that's going to be personal for you. You shouldn't have to desire the same things that other men desire in a woman. You might like a woman who's submissive. You might like a woman who's a little more dominant or a little more, you know, uh, less agreeable. And that's up for you to decide. It's perfectly fine. Um, I'm not necessarily against getting to the, the whole aspect of what do most women want and what do most men want? Because in, in a general sense, I think that we live in a, in a space right now where a lot of women are out competing men in the workplace. Not only are they out competing men in the workplace, but they're out competing men in education as well. And it, it, it's very hard for most women to date someone who's less educated or has less of an income than them, while at the same time expecting the same level of admiration for that person as 
a man would get if he made more money or he was more educated and the woman looked up to him. So the onus is on men to, you know, step their game up. Yes, men need to, you know, get out of the house, get off the video game, dress for success, go out into the world and conquer something. Whether it be your goal, your dreams, uh, whether it be getting a job that you like, getting an education, do something that improves yourself. You're not good the way you are. Nobody's just good the way they are. Everybody can find some area in their life that they can improve on. Sometimes you're doing too much of a good thing that it can become harmful. So maybe your improvement can be cutting back on something that is ultimately good, but you're doing too much of it. Like there's always room for improvement, knowledge, and growth. And we got to get out of this place where we're just supposed to accept people as they are, because I don't accept myself as I am. I'm constantly working on myself, constantly trying to be a better me. And I beat myself over the head all the time about many different things. And that's perfectly normal. And it should be the norm in our society. And we've gotten to this place where everybody's just supposed to expect to be yourself, love yourself for who you are. And it's like, well, if that's the case, then why should anything ever change? And we have to acknowledge the fact that women and men have different struggles and different privileges. Being an attractive woman is going to get you benefits and privileges that even an attractive man may not have. Now, of course, an attractive man will have privileges and benefits that an unattractive man won't have. And attractiveness is, for the most part, um, is subjective. But there are people who tend to lean more towards the attractive side to most women. And we see this through popular media, a lot of celebrities who you know, are praised for their physique or their bone structure or the way their face is put together, different ways like that, right? So you can never really change how you fundamentally look. You can, you know, there are some people who get nose jobs done or get certain surgeries to alter parts of their body. But for the most part, I don't think that most people need to go into that realm, nor would I encourage it. I would say that, you know, work on being healthy, work on being assertive as a man, assertiveness as a man is a very attractive trait. Women want to feel confident and knowing that you're somebody who's going to assert yourself. You're somebody who's going to, you know, put his pants on in the morning, you know, hold his head up high. And he's going to walk out into the world knowing that he is valuable and not allowing the world to, you know, step on him. There's something attractive about that to most women. Now, there are, um, some changing dynamics that has happened in the past few decades between men and women. Whereas as women became more independent and less like dependent on men, women have found more freedom and more, more ability to make decisions that they couldn't once make, which means that they have much more access to denying the average man a relationship. Most men, you know, go off the war, fight, if you survive, you came home and you were admired for that. But we don't live in that world anymore. Um, at some point, it was just good enough for you to have a good job. And that was that. Now you're competing with the rest of the world. Women can meet guys from different countries, guys of different social status, different economic statuses. And now if you're some 21-year-old kid trying to compete with this 30, 35-year-old guy who has his own house, his own cars, he has a career. He's making six figures a year. 
it's going to be very hard for you to appeal to another 21-year-old female who can date a little above her age and doesn't necessarily get any benefits from dating you. Now, that's not all women. We're all biased to a certain extent because we're only accounting for the variables in which we've encountered and what we've seen. You know, women in Los Angeles might have different requirements than women in New York City. And they might overlap on a lot of areas, but it may be those very few things that differ that can make or break a relationship. So you got to be aware of that. What is the culture in which you're living in? What is the women requiring? What are they looking for? Now, it may be that what those women in your area are looking for is something that you don't value or something that you want to present into the world. So you might have to look outside of your dating area and may be willing to travel for a long distance relationship and get to know somebody who may live a state over or a few hours away from you. That's perfectly fine. But at the same time, what is the goal? Less and less people want to get married. There are even more and more people now saying that they don't want children. Are you somebody who wants children? Are you somebody who values marriage? Or do you think marriage is BS? These are things that you have to consider when trying to find a mate because these are going to be very contentious subjects when you actually start dating somebody. So I would argue too much of, you know, agreeableness between two partners is not necessarily always a good thing. Sometimes you want somebody to broaden your horizon. Sometimes you want somebody to challenge you to be better. And oftentimes that comes from disagreements. For example, me and my wife, we are very opposites on a lot of different subjects and a lot of different areas, even politically, right? But yet it's forced me to reevaluate and analyze some of my behaviors on how I speak about certain subjects, how I engage other people in these conversations. And I have to be aware of that. And I could be far worse if I wasn't in that situation. And I ultimately think our disagreements may build character and may make me a better person overall. So don't always think that you have to find somebody who always agrees with you on every situation, but there has to be some things that you do agree on. Now that's up for you to decide. And that's up for that other person to decide when y'all get together as a, you know, as a unit, but there are far too men who are feeling disenfranchised, who feel lonely, who don't feel as if they have a chance they don't feel like they're valued in the workplace. They don't feel like they can be confident in being a man or take pride in their manhood because oftentimes they feel as if they've been taught that being a man is a problem, even though they wasn't the ones causing those problems. So I would argue that you are not responsible for what other men did before you. You're not responsible for the bad relationships that people went through before you came along into this world. It's only natural that women are very hesitant and very cautious about the relationships that they get in because they don't want to be treated like their grandparents were in a relationship or even their parents. So with that understanding, it's your job as a man to exert confidence and you want to come off as competent, but also you're in touch or in tune with your emotional side to the point where you understand that there are very reasonable fears that women have that they go through, that you have to be attentive to. Now, me personally, I'm not a very emotional person. I'm not somebody who's prone to like crying or, you know, catching tantrums or, you know, losing, you know, throwing logic out of the window when I'm upset about something. Like I try to think through things logically and try to have conversations about it. But there are some men who are not like that. 
I would argue that there has to be a balance with all things in life. Try to find a balance. You should be open enough to have conversations with women and show your softer side without compromising your manhood. There are some women out there who have a fetish for weak men. We have to just accept that. There are some women who like men to be, you know, not as manly as they could be. They take pleasure and they like the feeling of knowing that a man is bending their will to fit their needs. And you have to decide, are you that type of man? I think that those men are more of a problem for men in general than they are for those women or for women in general. Weak men hurt women and weak men hurt men. And we have to be very straightforward about this. Being a liberal doesn't make you weak. Being a conservative doesn't make you weak. Your political aspirations or belief system doesn't make you weak. It's how you carry yourself, how you go out and engage with the world, how you treat your woman, and how you deal with other men that determines your character. Now, some people would argue, well, how do you know what a man is? How do you know what manliness is? Well, it's slightly different for different people, but overall, in a general sense, you know, we expect men to go out and do what they must do in spite of. And what that means is if things hit the fan, when things are hard, nobody can break down before the man. Like the man has to be the last one holding the, the floodwaters, right? Back. He has to be the one who's the last one to fall. So it, it's unfortunate, but due to evolution and due to the circumstances of, you know, how men and women evolve differently, it's just expected of men to be able to go dig that ditch, to work in that coal mine, to do jobs that they don't want to do in order to provide and protect for their family or to protect and provide for that woman. And I would argue that women want that side of the man. And unfortunately, women have been put in a position, especially in certain communities where they don't have that man there. So they have to take on those positions themselves. And we have to get back to the point where men are filling those roles like they're supposed to. And allowing those women to focus on raising the children, focus on their career, focus on things without being stressed out about trying to be the man and the woman in the relationship, right? Now, if you're with somebody or you find somebody and y'all dynamic works a little differently, that's perfectly fine. As long as you're happy and they're happy, kudos to y'all. Stop trying to be what other people tell you you should be if your relationship is working. If you find a relationship that's in the right position, in the right place, cultivate it, enjoy it, nurture it, water it, put some sunshine on it. It works for you. No other man, no other woman is going to tell me how to run my relationship. That is my choice. That's my wife's choice. And we decide that together, right? I also would like to argue that if you're a young person who's like, college years, just getting out of high school or something of that sort, I would strongly urge you to find your mate and your partner while you're in college or while you're young enough before that person has multiple marriages or multiple kids. Or And, and this is for the woman and for the man. It's good to find somebody who's just as innocent as you are in order to explore the world at the same time through each other's eyes. You know, it's a beautiful thing and it can create a bond and it can, uh, y'all can grow together instead of 
one person being in one place, the other person being in a different place. And y'all trying to close that gap because there's a lot of tension in that gap that can increase the stress level and cause people to break apart. Now, this is more so advice. This is not necessarily saying, like, I'm not in the business of trying to tear down one gender over the other, because I fundamentally understand that men are stronger with women and women are stronger with men. And there's a partnership there that can really be a beautiful thing. And the way that you know it is because kids do better with a good mom and a good dad, right? Like they do better when both partners or both parents are on the same accord, right? So we have to, you know, keep that in mind. And that's nature's way of trying to show you balance. Um, I'm never in the mindset of F all women or F all men. Anybody who tries to categorize men as being the problem and women are all good, they're lying. Anybody who tries to categorize women as being all the problem and men are good, they're lying. Everybody has a part to play and a role to play here now, right? I don't consider myself a feminist. And I don't think men should have to consider themselves a feminist in order to be in a happy relationship. You know, um, and the reason I say that you don't have to consider yourself a feminist is because I fundamentally believe that women have their strengths and men have their strengths, but we're not the same. You can say we're equal under the eyes of the law, but we're not the same. There are certain things that women are much better at than men. And there are certain things that men are much better at than women. And that's just a fundamental biological truth on average. There are always going to be women who can do certain things that men can do, but those are not the norm. Those are not the majority. Those are the minority. They are the exception to the rule. And it's the other way around. We cannot think in binary. We can't think black and white in all situations, but it gives us a perspective on how to see the world in general, right? So prepare yourselves. In this new year, if you're somebody who's been struggling to have a relationship, struggling to connect with a, a woman or connect with a man, maybe we can try something different. Maybe going forward, we will get out of the house a little more. Maybe we'll step outside of our comfort zone and we'll start to engage and have conversations with the opposite gender and start to find out what it is that we're missing. Where's the connection being lost? Okay. Like, okay. Women may be irritated that guys are constantly hitting on them. Well, how do you approach a woman without coming off of somebody who's just hitting on her, who's instantly coming off of somebody who just wants to have sex? That's a proper question. Do you have women in your life who experience this? What is the feeling that they have? Have a conversation. Find out, like, what's the appropriate way to engage with a woman? What's the best way to get her attention and show confidence without coming off as creepy or coming off as a threat? Like, that's a very good way of doing it. You have a mom, you have a sister, you have aunties. You may have friends who are women. Like, ask these questions. If you're somebody who really wants to know how to engage with the opposite sex, and try to pull things off. To be fair, online dating is just, it's hard. It's really hard because while you may send this message to this one female, there are probably a hundred or a thousand other guys doing the very same thing. And they start to see some of the same conversations being had over and over and over and over, the same pickup lines over and over and over and over. So it can be very difficult. But focus on being a, a great human being out in the world. And I'm telling you that there will be women who will take notice. Now, on the other hand, you know, women are struggling to find good men. And that's not their fault. That's men's fault. Women still want to be with men. 
So we have to understand, like, not every woman is for you. Not every man is for you. So what is it that women are missing? What What is it that women feel that men lack, that they need? We talked about education. We talked about, you know, income. But there has to be more than that. Maybe a woman wants a man who's willing to listen without judgment. Maybe a woman wants a man who really has her back and celebrates her accomplishments and doesn't try to put her down because of them or feel threatened by them. Like there has to be a level of, you know, um, chemistry between the two people. And the best way to ensure that this chemistry between the two people is by both parties trying to understand what it's like to be the other person, not to be a man or to be a woman, but what it's like to be the other person. And we live in, in a place and age, and it's been this way for, for a very long time where partners are afraid of being honest with one another. We'll claim like, yeah, be honest with me, but sometimes people can't handle the truth. Um, we have to be more comfortable being honest. What is it that you really want? Um, because I think that people should be able to decide if they want what you're offering. Miss, you know, um, misrepresenting what it is that you're really looking for, pretending like you want a long-term relationship, whereas you really just want to have a sexual encounter, you know. And we live in a day and age where a lot of women are willing to just have that sexual encounter without a long-term relationship. It's never been for me. I personally don't encourage it. And I think that it's a beautiful thing when two people decide to come together and try to do it for the long haul. Now, that's not for everybody. I'm not judging anybody. Me, myself, personally, I'm poly. So I've never been like one who champions monogamy. Um, I think that, you know, there are some people who want multiple partners. There are some people who don't. And you have to be sure that whoever it is that you're dealing with is comfortable with that and not trying to force somebody in a situation that they don't want to be in. What's for me ain't for everybody. And what's for you ain't for everybody. And you got to understand that. I'm not here to judge people's lifestyles. I'm not here to tell you that the way you think is wrong or to think the way this person think is right. I'm just saying that if you're not getting the results that you want out of a partner or you're not getting dates in the first place, then maybe your approach is not necessarily effective. So try switching up your approach and not just doing it blindly. Like I said, engage with the opposite sex. Find out what it is that women are most concerned about these days. What is it that they desire that they're not getting? And then try to fill that void if you can, if it's within your personality to do so. But I think all people should be doing the best they can to be the best of themselves as they possibly can be. Too many people are just settling with themselves and yet they want other people to settle for them. You don't ever want somebody to feel like they're settling by being with you. It doesn't matter where you begin. You can always be better. Um, so I'm not sure if this is necessarily red pill. Um, it may not be, but it was on my mind to talk about relationships. It was on my mind to talk about men and women. It was on my mind to express my thoughts on this. As a conservative, um, oftentimes people think that uh, a lot of these conservatives are very um, misogynistic or, you know, hate women. And that's not necessarily true. Um, I try to use my level head and my thought process to try to approach things from a practical sense in the political world, 
And when I'm doing anything, when I'm talking about religion, I always try to be practical, ask the right questions, focus on the things that truly matter instead of getting bogged down into unnecessary details. So I'm trying to take that same approach with men and women. Um, there are a numerous amount of topics one can talk about when it comes to dating and relationships. The, the male dynamic, are men threatened in today's time? Are men allowed to be men? Um, should women be afraid of men? Are men predators? Like there are so many different subjects that I can touch on when it comes to the manosphere. I could talk about the different leaders like Jordan Peterson and things of that sort, but I wanted to put this out here and kind of get a, a, a kind of feedback as you will to see what y'all thought about this conversation. Do y'all think that this is something that you would like to hear more of? This is me actually jumping out in the water and trying something different and seeing if people resonate with it. So y'all would have to give me y'all feedback and let me know. Do you think that this is something more that y'all would like to talk about? Or you say, Mr. JJ, just stick with the politics and stuff. Stay away from the man versus woman situation. It's good for you. It's good for us. Or if you think that there's something to the knowledge that I have to drop on this subject, then you got to let me know. You got to let me know. So um, maybe I'll dive deeper into these things. But that's what I wanted to go into the new year, putting on people's minds. You know, if you're married, if you're in a relationship, I think that a lot of this can also be beneficial in that relationship that you're already in. So I would argue, you know, be the best you can be. Learn about the opposite gender. Find out what it is that they're missing, what they want, and see if you can fill that void. And stop trying to be like other people in your relationship. Sometimes a, one person's good advice is bad advice to another person. So, you know, don't try to take everything you hear on social media or online as the gospel, as the truth. There's a lot of truth there. But sometimes that truth doesn't necessarily work in your circumstances. Now, with that being said, I hope y'all enjoyed this conversation. I hope y'all have a happy new year. Um, I hope y'all have a wonderful 2023. Happy New Year's to each and every single last one of you. If you would like to support the show, all I ask is that you either do one or two things. You subscribe to patreon.com slash the Hobby Lobby. You can go over there, become a member today, and help support the show where you'll get access to extra content that benefits you and it benefits the show. Or you can become a member on my YouTube channel at the Hobby Lobby or the Javier Javier Show. Either way, you're helping support. And if you can't do either one and you want to make a one-time donation or just show your level of appreciation, you can always send me a tip or a cash app in the description. So you can find it in the description. With that being said, I look forward to the new year. Peace and glory, everybody. Be peaceful and be great. Until next time, I'm out. <laughs>